Well, a very pleasant good morning. Welcome to Moments of Assurance Weekend on this Palm Sunday weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, your host. You can reach me at any time via Twitter at Rev Hawk. That's at Rev H A W K. Or my email address is mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. The program underwritten by Mid-American Coaches. They possess the highest safety ratings that are given out by the government. And you can reach them toll-free at 866-944-8687. That'll get them. What? Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a beast of burden that first Palm Sunday? How can this be? How could Jesus of Nazareth lower himself to such a humble position anyway? Well, I'll tell you what. The words of Jesus to his disciples in Matthew chapter 21 echo down through the centuries of time to this very day. Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me, Jesus said. And if anybody says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. Well, there's a bit of a miracle, that at once. How would that man know to release the donkey and the colt unless it were divinely revealed to him anyway? Now, this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. Of course, Jesus just needed a single mount, but he commanded the two be brought to fulfill Zechariah's prophecy. Wow! What the prophet has written, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, has been fulfilled. Now, with Palm Sunday, with Jesus, who assumes your place on that donkey, so that he could fulfill as well, Isaiah's prophecy in Isaiah 53, where it is recorded, Surely he, namely Christ, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him, stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So who else has borne the sins of all mankind but Jesus Christ himself? That's who the prophet Isaiah as well was referring to indeed. Jesus is all over the place in Holy Scripture. He is who he says he is. He did what he promised he would do. He rode into Jerusalem, just like the prophet foretold, that first Palm Sunday, so that you might be able to have a joyous free ride into that heavenly Jerusalem when that day arrives. Indeed, that's going to be some day, you have to admit. And it can also be said, Jesus humbly not only assumed your place on that donkey, he assumed your place on that blood-stained Calvary cross. In fact, he became you on the cross so you could become one with him for eternity. The hymn writer once wrote, Not all the blood of beasts on Jewish altars slain could give the guilty conscience peace or wash away the stain. 
But Christ, the heavenly lamb, takes all our sins away, a sacrifice of nobler name and richer blood than they. Yeah, richer blood than all the Old Testament sacrifices, than all the sacrifices anybody could possibly provide. Indeed, the scriptures affirm that his blood is enough. It's rich enough. It's sufficient enough. It's pure enough to save you. You know, there are people who go through life and look back on their past, which just might be quite colorful and filled with all kinds of sins, some of them perhaps pretty grievous. And then they wonder to themselves, how would it be possible? How can it happen that an all-holy God received me a sinner into heaven? How can this be? Well, the answer lies in these words. John the Baptist once said, Behold, which means see, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The scriptures also tell you, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. So the one who is headed into Jerusalem on a humble beast of burden is the one, the very same one, the scriptures talk about, the one who takes away the sins of the world. You're listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson talking about the events of Palm Sunday, this blessed day, and what those events can mean for you. Consider this example for just a moment. I don't know about you, but I try to keep my vehicle in excellent condition at all times. Tuned up, oil changed, tires rotated and balanced. I mean, I like it spit and polished perfect. However, no matter how hard I try, After I wash and after I wax my vehicle, guess what? I can still discover places I have missed. But not so with God, who has by faith in Jesus forgiven your sins. There are no places he has missed. If you're covered, you're covered, and that's final. Just like the final words of Jesus on the cross, it is finished. The payment was, but you're not. That's the joy of it. Fact is, you'll never be done with life because Jesus gave up his life. He was willing to humble himself on a donkey. I'm going to be reading the account in Matthew 21 when we get back after the break. Hope you'll stay with me. You're tuned in to Moments of Assurance Weekend right here on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. You can send me a tweet at RevHawk or my email address once again is mark.hawkinson at KFUO. Be back after this. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, where tour professionals will assist you in selecting the package trip that fits your travel desires. Destinations such as the Amish country of central Illinois or Hannibal, Missouri for a journey to Mark Twain country or a multi-day trip to Mackinac Island or the Grand Canyon. Mid-American Coaches, where serving you is their privilege. 636 Four three two seven eight six zero. Well, a very pleasant welcome back. You're listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend on this Palm Sunday. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. You can email me at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. The account in Matthew 21 tells you what happened. It says the disciples went and as Jesus had directed them. 
They brought the donkey and the colt, and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, which was not uncommon for a procession. And there were others who cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and those that followed him were all shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Well, and when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Indeed, the crowds were acclaiming him as the Messiah, the one who would save them from their enemies and set up an earthly kingdom being victorious over the Romans. The term Hosanna itself means save now, emphasis on the now, save us and our people. The Jewish leaders were threatened by all of this. They didn't know what to make of this Jesus, who on the one hand, rides into Jerusalem on a beast of burden instead of a horse, like a real king, according to the way they were thinking, and yet on the other is proclaimed the Messiah, the king of the Jews, the only one who has paid the price for you and for the world, the only one who will take you home. No one else can do it. Story is told about an Asiatic Christian, David T. Niles, who in his engaging little book, That They May Have Life, points out the real point of distinction between being a Christian and being a Hindu. He tells how a leading Brahmo Samajist in India once delivered an address on the subject of Jesus, my Ishta Devada, Jesus, the God of my choice. I worship Jesus, he said. I worship Jesus, but I'm a Hindu. I'm a Hindu because I accord the right to every person to worship the God he chooses. That writes Niles, is true Hinduism. Christian faith, on the other hand, it's not going to be built on my choice of Jesus. It is built on my response to Jesus' choice of me. He claims you today by the right that he made you and by the right that he redeemed you. So you're his twice. On that first Palm Sunday, Jesus' enemies turned even more against him. And even many of his friends on Palm Sunday abandoned him on Good Friday when he didn't turn out to be the bread king of this world that they wanted, that they were looking for. At one point in his ministry, Jesus even asked his disciples, are you too going to leave? And Peter responded, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and come to know that you are the Holy One of God. So on this Palm Sunday weekend, Jesus does enter Jerusalem as the promised Messiah, fulfilling Zechariah's prophecy about the donkey and the colt and Isaiah's prophecy about uh, that Jesus would take upon the sins of the whole world upon himself. Yeah, but Jesus doesn't enter the city as some sort of an earthly bread king like many of them wanted. He's the one who once said, I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. Now, does that sound like a Brad King? No, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. He said in John chapter 6, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. No bread or earthly king could possibly pull that one off. 
Yet because Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem and did not get off the cross as he was taunted by the soldiers to do, you get to get off the accusation list of the Almighty. Indeed, he became the accused and you get to go scot-free. Who can thank God enough for his mercy today in Jesus Christ? Yes, Jesus got up on a donkey to ride into Jerusalem that first Palm Sunday. Some recognized him for whom he really was and is. Others thought he was for this world only. Who is Jesus Christ to you? A great teacher, prophet, miracle worker? Jesus said, who do the people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, others Jeremiah, others one of the prophets. And Jesus said, but you, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Who do you say that Jesus is today? I pray you can make Peter's confession yours as well. Appreciate you being along for uh, the broadcast for today. Go to our website when you get a chance at kfuo.org and our Facebook page at facebook.com slash kfuo radio. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I wish you a very blessed Holy Week, worshipful, and one that causes you to look to Christ as the answer for your life for eternity. Thanks for being along. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance, produced by Worldwide KFUO. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, mid-americancoaches.net. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518. Or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Moments of Assurance on Worldwide KFUO.